God, praise the Lord. What a joy and honor to be here and sharing with you what God has been doing in our lives. So thank you for having me, Pastor Daniel and Pastor Mike. And today I'm going to share, I believe, very important principle related to the KDCS, KDSC. So this is the concept of the biblical church. What is actually church? If we read in the Bible, uh, the church that we do today, I believe, is very different with what you know in the Bible explained. When Jesus said, I will build my church, what does it mean that Jesus said, I will build my church? The word church there is ecclesia. It came from the Greek word. Actually, that word has been used 400 years before Jesus used it. It was not a new word coming from heaven. That word has been used for 400 years before Jesus. Because that word used by the ancient Greek, when they explain something, and people, when Jesus said, I will build my ecclesia, they understood what he meant. Because that word has been used for a long time. So what was ecclesia? Ecclesia means the call out ones. So it's a group of people called out from common civilian people. Usually in the time of the ancient Greece, Come, came out from military people that already served for two years. And these people met once a week. And what was their job? <laughs> to accompany the king, to become the counsel of the king, to determine the future of their nation, the future of their city, they were the one who decided that the kingdom will be expanded. That's very important. So those times, Jesus used this word, ecclesia. Many kings have their own ecclesia. The Grecian king has their own ecclesia. The Roman king has their own ecclesia. But I, Jesus said, I will build my ecclesia. My Ecclesia. And my Ecclesia is more powerful than all this Ecclesia. Because I am not ordinary king. I am the king of kings and the lord of lords. Amen. I will build a powerful Ecclesia. But he said, I will. I will build. That means not yet happened that time. That would happen after, you know, in the time of the Pentecost. That was the time he built his church. But before that, Jesus prepared the foundation. Jesus prepared what I call the basic pattern of Ecclesia. And that basic pattern lived out by the disciples for three and a half years. And then when the time came, he 
multiply this unit to the early church. So let us look at how Jesus built his ecclesia. How Jesus formed his ecclesia. Now, let us look at this, some verses. When Jesus was on earth, in Mark chapter 3, verse 13 to 15, it says, And he went up to the mountain on the mountain and called to him those he himself wanted. And they came to him. Then he appointed twelve that they might be with him and that he might send them out to preach and to have power to heal sicknesses and to cast out demons. And then how he sent them out? Mark chapter 6 verse 7 says, And he called the twelve to himself and began to send them out two by two. Say it with me, two by two. And gave them power over unclean spirits. See, Jesus prepared his church by building the first unit first. And this first unit lived by the, the, the apostle. This lifestyle is exactly the Trinity lifestyle. <laughs> That's why I love this church name. Yeah, Keep doing Keep using this name, very powerful. So let us look how Jesus prepared his disciple. So from these two verses, two, two part, you, you will see three, Jesus used three principles. Number one, Jesus called to him the twelve disciples to become his ecclesia. So he called us only to become ecclesia. See, today you have a lot of teaching on call, the calling of God. People said, why He call you? He call you to be successful. He call you to be rich. He call you to, to reach your maximum potential. See, that's not the meaning of the calling. Jesus called us only to become one, which is to become the ecclesia. That's why we were, we are called the call out ones. You are the call out ones. That's the only purpose why he called us out to become his church, to become the ecclesia. No other purpose to become his ecclesia. Now, the second step, Jesus said, not only he called them out, Jesus appointed them. So this is not a suggestion. This is not, you know, uh, something Jesus wished. But this is, an, you know, an appointment. Jesus appointed them. This is a commandment. Yeah? He appointed the twelve to be with him. How to be with him? To live in a small community of ecclesia. This is the basic unit of the ecclesia, which is the cell group. See, for three and a half years, he lived with his disciples in a small group. He prepared them. This is the basic unit of the church. But yet today, we don't practice this. Today, church do not join the small group. See, if you are apostolic church, you must have this unit. Because the apostles all live in this small group. So Jesus did not start with 3,000 people, he started with 12. 
Because this is the basic unit. Why is important? Because it's like body. If you want to build the body, you build the cells. Because cells is the basic unit of the body. It's like military. How do you join military? How? Yeah, you have to join one of the armed forces first. The armed forces, either you join the army or the navy or the air force or the marines. Yeah, You join one of those, right? But is it enough? No. You have to join. Uh, for example, you join the army. That's good. But you have to join one of the smallest unit of the army. Yeah? That is your unit, basic unit. Every, every soldier, if you ask them, where is your basic unit, they can tell you. Because to join the armed forces, you need to join the small group. Yeah? And to join the military, you have to join the armed forces. That's also like the church. How do you join the universal church? Universal church is a mystical church. You cannot see the unity because, you know, it's all over the world and it's mystical. So we cannot see the unity physically. So you cannot join the universal church without joining the local church. Aha, uh -huh, this is the local church. Do you understand? You join this. Now, how you join the local church? Not enough. You have to join the smallest unit of the church, which is the cell. See, cell group is not just a method that found by some theologian. No. Cell group, you know, small group, is from the beginning. Is actually the basic unit of the church. But today, we don't have small groups. The early church started with from houses to houses. They all started because they followed the model of Jesus Christ, which, you know, he taught the disciple to live this way. Because church is a community. Do you know? What does it mean, community? Okay, the word community, in, it came from the Latin word communitas. Communitas came from two words. Cum, that means together or one another. And munus, munus is gift. So what does it mean by communitas? That means giving together. That is the meaning. Giving to one another. That means community is a small group where every member you know, contributes something to give to one another. That is community. So church is a community. Paul said whenever you gather together, every one of you contributes something. Everyone. If only one person contributes, the other just listen. That's not a community. That's a seminar. <laughs> seminar is good. <laughs> See? That's 
that sometimes it's just like a show. Yeah? So it's good to have big meetings like this. It's good. This is called celebration. But this is not yet the community. <laughs> we need to be in the community. That's why church have big meetings. It's called celebration. But also we have smallest unit of the church, which is the community, where we can practice the one another lifestyle, where we can, everyone, contribute according to the gifts, then this is a community, very powerful. But today's church, we only focus on Sunday. It's good to have Sunday meeting. But if only we have Sunday meeting, then we, we never experience community life. We go to church, we tend to do what I call a little bit ministry. Sit a little bit, stand a little bit, sing a little bit, pray a little bit, raise hand a little bit, and then give money a little bit, <laughs> and sleep a little bit. <laughs> Say to the person next to you, I know that guy. <laughs> See, we only do big ministry. Yeah, big setting is good. But if we don't have community life, we cannot practice the church because church is the community. In, in our church, the church is the cell. The Sunday is the celebration. We need that celebration. But the church is a community. That's why Jesus built community. Is it enough? No. Because to practice KDSC, Jesus, he, you know, gave them step number three. Look at step number three. What is step number three? Jesus sent out the twelve from the ecclesia, two by two, yeah? It's lacking here, two by two, to expand the kingdom of God in towns and villages. This is the micro cell. Two, three people go out. With a mission. Yeah? Go to the domains of life. To transform society. To expand the kingdom of God. Yeah? To, you know, to, to manifest the power of the kingdom. To free people from the kingdom of darkness. And bring them into the kingdom of God. This is very simple. We practice this. So our cell not only meet once a week. But. At the end of the cells, we pray, we send out two by two. Yeah, people two by two. This is the discipleship. I'll, I'll uh, later show you how to do it. This is very important. So we pray for them, send them out. When you pray for them, send them out with a mission. Whoa, the discipleship very powerful. Yeah, this is, we call it one-on-one -on -one discipleship. Yeah, so two people. This this principle practiced by all the dis, uh, the the apostle. For example, Barnabas, disciple Saul. Yeah, two people, but with a mission. They are doing mission together. So this is discipleship. But then Saul grew so much that they become peer to one another, and then Mark came in. When Mark came in, Paul and, and, and Barnabas disciple uh, Mark. 
And then at another guy, who is another guy? Huh? Silas. Then what happened? Oh, something happened. Yeah, Paul and Barnabas had a conflict. They were not mature yet. So the conflict happened. They have to divide the community into two. But although they divided, but they still live in community. So Paul took si uh, Silas and Barnabas took whom? He took Mark. They keep going. And then Paul and, Tite, uh, Paul and Silas later in the mission trip, they found whom? Timothy. See, this is the pattern that this, the, the, the apostles show us how to do discipleship. So one on one and then add another one. After being become four, they multiply into two and keep growing. This is simple. We do this and I tell you, powerful things happen. Because one on one is very effective. When you do one on one, you are more open to one another. One-on-one -on -one is easy to do because, you know, you don't need, you know, a lot of effort. Because like, like some discipleship, one disciple, 12, oh, this is very hard. Very hard. Yeah, especially in big cities like Toronto. <laughs> in Indonesia, it's impossible to do that. One disciple, 12, in a big city because we travel from one side to the other side of the city two hours. We are the most traffic jam city in the world. <laughs> so we cannot practice that. So we practice this, very simple, one-on-one. -on -one. Some businessmen doing one-on-one -on -one in the morning before they go to work, they, they go to McDonald's. I'm not you know, promoting McDonald's. <laughs> but they go to McDonald's and in the morning, just one hour they meet. Or after go, they go back from work, they don't go home, you know, because when you go home right after the work, traffic jam. So just meet with your one-on-one, -on -one, you know, and very powerful. They meet, they you know, open up, confessing sins, and then they help one another to grow in the spiritual journey. But the most important thing is they need to find the loss. They need, you know, to expand the kingdom by bringing more citizens of the kingdom. Yeah? Bringing more people into the kingdom of God. That is, you know, Jesus' church. Very simple. So, I want to give you some illustration so you will understand. Because this is very important, these three steps. Jesus called you to become his disciple. Jesus appointed you to live in the smallest unit of the church, the cell. And Jesus sent you out two by two yeah, to expand the kingdom of God. It's so simple. He let his disciple practice these three steps. Yeah, for three and a half years. And then when the time came, the early church multiplied this unit. Yeah, that is the real church according to the Bible. So if you want to become apostolic church, follow this pattern. Follow this pattern. Today's church is not apostolic. That's why no power like the church before. 
I encourage you to practice this. Now, why we have to, to be planted in the small community? If you read Psalm chapter 92, I will read it for you. It says like this, Psalm 92 verse 12. The righteous shall flourish like a palm tree and shall grow like a cedar in Lebanon. Wow. If you are a righteous person, you will, you will you know, flourish like a palm tree and you will grow strong like a cedar tree. These are the two trees that can survive in the desert. This is the, you know, the very wonderful tree. So if you are a righteous person, you will be like these two kind of trees. You will be fruitful and grow strong even in the dry places. I tell you, the world will be drier and drier. But the righteous will flourish and grow strong. But who will be flourish and grow strong like this? The next verse explain it. Who? It says in next verse, yeah, verse 14, uh, verse 13. Those who are planted in the house of the Lord shall flourish in the courts of our God. So those who are planted in the house, planted. See, a lot of Christians, we visit the church, we never being planted in the local church, planted in the cell. Being planted is very important. Being planted means your root grow. Yeah? Your roots, you know, are in the house of God. Then you will get all the nutrition. Then you will grow. I tell you one story uh, next. Show them. Do you know this redwood tree? This is called sequoia tree in the Latin words. Yeah? Redwood tree grow in the northern part of California. You know, this is a very powerful tree. Because redwood tree is the most tallest tree in the world. 115 meter high. Wow, the tallest. No other tree taller than this tree. See, taller than the Big Ben Tower and, you know, the Liberty Stature. Taller than them. Wow. Not only the tallest, the trunk of this tree is the biggest. Because the diameter of the trunk is 7 to 8 meters. Is this big, half of this room, seven to eight meters. Wow, can, can you imagine how big is this tree? Not only that, this is the tree that can live longest time in the world. Longer than any other tree. You know how long this tree can live? 2,000 to 3,000 years. Wow. And not only that, this tree is the strongest tree in the world. Yeah. This tree is so strong that they stand for 100,000 years. You know, no wind can bring them down. 
because they were so strong. They found out a tree, a redwood tree already died for 100 years, but still stands strong. Wow, why? Now, I, I explain it to you. Logically, if you want to have a strong tree, you must have deep root, right? That's logically. The deeper the root, the stronger, you know, the, the, the tree against the wind and everything. But do you know this tree have very shallow, very shallow roots? The root of this tree is only two meters deep. Two meters compared to 115 meter high. Wow, it's unlogic. Why this tree is so strong? The root is so shallow. Why? Do you want to know why? Now, show them why. This is why. This is why. Although the root is very shallow, but the root is intermingled to one another with the next tree. Yeah? To the one in the left, to the one in the right, to the one in the front, to the one in the back. So this is the community tree. <laughs> the tree yeah, have fellowship to one another. Yeah. I give you, you give me. I love you, you love me. I minister to you, you minister to me. So, so they have relationship to one another. This is the tree that planted in the community. That's why this tree is the strongest tree. The biggest tree, the tallest tree. Yeah, the oldest tree. This tree can live very powerful. Wow. If Christian planted in the house of God, I tell you, you will grow strong. You will grow strong. Amen? Now, I need two men come up. Uh, can I have you and you? Okay, come up. Help me, okay? Yeah. You stand here. Okay. <laughs> See, we have to be like the redwood tree, planted in the house of God. But many Christians, we are not planted in the house of God. We just visit the house of God. Yeah? We visit, right? We are not planted. We don't have any relationship to one another. We just smile at one another on Sunday. Hello, how are you? You fine? Good. Okay, I love you. Amen. How about you? Ooh. <laughs> Are you well? Okay, good. See you next week. And then we go home. <laughs> next week, we come again. <laughs> Hello. How are you? Good? Good seeing you. Oh, hallelujah. See? We have no one another relationship. We are not planted in the house of God. And usually we move around, especially if you don't like the pastor. No, I don't like the pastor. That's why I go to the next church. Yeah? <laughs> but God wants us to be planted in the house. When you are planted in the house, how? Not just, you know, surface relationship, but we need to build more deeper relationship one another. Amen? Hallelujah. 
This is how we are planted in the house. Look at the root of this tree. Underneath the ground, also above the ground. See, planted in the house of God. If you are like this, very hard for you to fall. See, even very hard for me to fall. Watch out, okay? See? <laughs> very hard. I will be strong, amen? Not only strong, it's very hard for me to go back to my old life. See? It's very hard. Yeah, the community keep me, amen? Make me strong. I will grow. Now, I want everyone to stand up. Please demonstrate this. Uh, stand up. Now, everyone do this, yeah? You connected, in the middle connected to, to the next people, okay? Connected. Now, we want to grow in the community. Planted in the house of God. Hallelujah. Yeah. Everyone do this, yeah. Hallelujah. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> now, one of you in the middle, only one, please try to fall. <laughs> only one in the middle. Hallelujah. Yeah, is that hard? It's hard, yeah? And then, try to go back to your old life. It's very hard. Hallelujah. So we must be planted in the house of God. Amen? Yes, you may be seated. Hallelujah. Thank you. Thank you. Hallelujah. See, God wants us to live in community life. That is the cell. If you only go to Sunday, you cannot build relationship with one another. Why? It's too big. You have no one another relationship. But in the cell, you can have one another relationship. Then you will grow strong. Amen? Now, when you are in the family of God, then that is the best discipleship pattern. The early church practiced discipleship in the family. You know how we do discipleship? What is discipleship? The younger Christian learn from the older Christian. That's discipleship. Paul said, you know, he said in uh, Colossians 1.28, Him we preach, warning every man, teaching every man. And he said, you know, escort every man, perfect in Christ. Yeah, he said, present everyone perfect in Christ. The word present there is parastemi. What does it mean, parastemi? Parastemi means, you know, to stand by somebody and to help somebody. That is parastemi. So parastemi means I help somebody. Yeah? I stand by somebody and help that person to grow together with me until we become Christ-like. That is discipleship. So, to become a disciple, you need someone to help you. You need someone, you know, to be with you. And you need to learn from that older Christian. Yeah, even the nature, if you look at the animal kingdom, the animal kingdom used this. If you look at the bird, you know, the animal, lions, they always learn from the other older lion 
older bird. Yeah, one of the illustrations show them next. Okay, is this? Do you know what is this? This is the golden eagle. This is the most powerful eagle in the world. Yeah, I read for you what uh, God said about this golden eagle. In Deuteronomy 32, verse 11, it says, As an eagle stir up its nest, hover over its young, spreading out its wings, take them up, carrying them on its wings. This is discipleship. How the young eagle learned to fly high. Huh? The mother eagle have to teach them. Yeah, this is discipleship. We need to be taught to fly high. Yeah, whoa, this is powerful. This is called in the animal kingdom imprinting learning. They have to learn from another older animal. Yeah, that's also in the kingdom of God. See, not only you are in the kingdom, you have to grow as a disciple. Amen. You have to be a disciple, and you have to make disciples. How? Learn from the other older Christian. That's why the best discipleship is in the family setting. The younger brother learn from the older brother. The younger sister learn from the older sister. This is imprinting learning. Do you know God illustrated us as the golden eagle? The most powerful eagle. This eagle, the, light, the, the wingspan is two meters wide. This is the most powerful eagle. The claw is this big. This eagle can easily catch a wolf, kill a wolf in one strike. Boom! The wolf died. And they took the wolf. Fly high. Wow. We illustrated like the eagle. Are you eagle? <laughs> eagle of God? One day, I was fishing in an island. You know, that, that day, suddenly big winds came, like a storm. So people ran away, and I tried, you know, to see what happened during the storm. So I stayed there. <laughs> the wind so big. Suddenly, I look up. All the birds, all the birds, when they face the storm, all the birds, no matter what kind of birds, they all suddenly landing. Mayday, mayday landing. Every bird land. And chicken, oh, run away. But then, when I look up, I was so amazed. I saw two birds flying high. Yeah, Open their wings. Soaring high and higher and higher. When I saw that, wow, that's why this bird is so powerful. It's two eagles. I saw two eagles soaring. They're never afraid of any storm. See, when the eagle face storms, they fly higher. <laughs> Chicken ran away. Now ask the person next to you, are you eagles or chickens? Huh? Chicken, huh? 
<laughs> no. We are the eagle of God. Amen? Do you want to fly high? How? Aha! You need discipleship. You need to learn from your older brother and sister. The mother eagle disciple this chick. See, the eagle, when, when the eagle was born, very cute, very small. Yeah, very cute. The job is only to eat and sleep and eat and burp and sleep. <laughs> the mother came yeah, with some, you know, uh, prey. And then, ah! the mother came with a small eaglet, you know. Ah! 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 The mom gave the food. Yeah, yum, 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 yum. Uh, and then they sleep. Yeah, next, next day, the mom came again. Yeah, the eaglet, ah, ah, the mom gave the food, yum, 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 uh, and then sleep. They only sleep and eat and sleep and eat and sleep and eat until they become very big, full of baby fat. Yeah, they're very heavy now because so heavy they could not fly. So the mom one day had another plan. The mom came with a diet plan. He came with the empty claws. She came. So she said, <laughs> You know, this eaglet, Ah! 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 The mom said, Ah! <laughs> and then the mom didn't give the food. And what happened? And you know what happened? The baby eaglet, you know, was so Shock because the mom did something very strange. The mom began to hover on, you know, the nest, hover over the nest, and she flapped the wings so, you know, so strong the wind until this eaglet, you know, was blown away. And and the eaglet said, "Mom, what are you doing? Are you crazy, mom?" Are you killing me, mom? And then the mom kept flapping the wings. And because of that, the eaglet have to open the wings. And then begins to exercise. Oh, one, oh, two, oh, three, oh, four, oh, one. Next day, the mom came again with empty claws. <laughs> and the eaglet, ah, ah. The mom said, ah, ah. And then <laughs> exercise again. One, or oh, two, or oh, three. And then not only that, one day the mom did very strange thing. The mom began to kick this baby. The baby eaglet. Mom, what are you doing? Are you killing me? Go away. <laughs> Go away. And you know, the, the, you know, the, the place... The nest is 2,000 meters high. And then one day the mom kicked the eaglet out of the nest. The eaglet fell. Wow, mommy! And this is the most beautiful scene. The mom dived in faster than the baby. And then she was under the baby. Before the baby hit the ground. The mom opened the, the wing. Boom! Oh, thank you, mom. Oh, mom, thank you for repenting of your sin. <laughs> but the mom brought the baby again. Kicked the baby again. Ah! And then the mom catch again. Boom! 
Oh, thank you, mom. Oh, why you do this to me? The mom said, this is how the golden eagle train their youngs. Mom, how many sessions? Oh, another 30 sessions more. <laughs> now, if that goes on and on and on, what happened? One day, yeah, the baby eagle feel, hey, I have something called wings. Why? I don't use it. Then when the baby use it, whoa, whoa, I can fly. Whoa, I believe I can fly. Hallelujah. <laughs> and the baby eagle now become the very powerful eagle. Fly high. Amen? Fly high. That is discipleship. Do you want to be like Christ? You need to learn from another older Christian. If no discipleship, <laughs> you will be like the eaglet, very cute. Every Sunday, sit here, and then you sit, and the pastor came, you said, ah, 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 and the pastor give you food, <laughs> and then you eat, uh, and then you sleep. Some Christians sleep for the whole week. <laughs> they don't do anything, they sleep. <laughs> yeah, they go to Sunday service, they sleep. For the whole week, they don't engage in domain, they don't disciple somebody, they don't win souls, they don't do anything except sleeping. That's why we need to change our lifestyle. Be a good disciple, amen? Learn from other older Christians. I encourage all of you yeah, to be sent out two by two and to learn from one another how to be Christ-like, amen? And one day you will fly high. Who of you today? You say, Pastor Eddie, I want to be like that eagle of God. I want to be disciple. I want to be planted in the house of God. I want to grow as a disciple, the disciple of the kingdom, so I can engage in society. And then I will be the very powerful church, the ecclesia. If you want to be like that, I want to pray for you. Would you please, if you want to commit yourself to this K, KDSC, would you please stand up together with me and we will pray together and then we want to commit ourselves to God, not to human being, not to anybody. We want to commit ourselves to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Who else? Who else? If you want to be planted in the house of God and you want to be His disciple, to grow in discipleship, to be mature in Him. Hallelujah. Father God, I pray for each one of us in this room. I pray for everyone so that we can grow to be Christ-like. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for showing us your plan, the ecclesia. We want to be the ecclesia. This ecclesia will be so powerful that the gates of Hades cannot stand against it. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I pray for each one of us. I pray for this church, Lord, so that we can become the ecclesia like you wish us to be. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for this. Hallelujah. Amen. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.